Sometimes it seems we forget the first six letters of the word Christmas, C-H-R-I-S-T, Christ. Christ is the reason for the season. In fact, Christmas is his story. And Advent is a four-week celebration leading up to the birth of Christ. This week, or this year, Advent began on Sunday, November 29th, and it always ends on Christmas Eve. Now, I never studied Latin, but I do know how to look things up. And I found out that the word Advent comes from a Latin root, and it means coming or to come. And so it means it's all about the coming of Jesus. And to be honest, I didn't really know anything about Advent until my wife Claire started talking about it years ago. In her family, Advent was a, a festive time of year. They celebrated the four Sundays leading up to Christmas Eve with Advent wreaths and the calendar behind me and the lighting of candles, singing, reading Bible verses. So it was a really festive time in her family. And they also went through the calendar that we're going to talk about in a minute. And this led to a great tradition my wife and her mother developed for our family. It's connected to this little thing hanging behind me. We call it the Advent calendar. More on that in a bit. Now today, Advent is a celebration of the birth of Christ. Advent, coming, the birth. He's about to come into the world. And I thought it always was, but I would be wrong. Because the, the meaning of the celebration was very different for the early Christians. Advent initially was a celebration of the second coming of Christ. When he comes again in a very different way. He doesn't come as a baby into the world. He comes as a warrior riding a white horse leading legions of angels. Very different concept. But the original celebration of Advent around 500 A.D., 500 years after Christ was born, had to do with the second coming, the return of Jesus, the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords. So, you know, coming back with a sword in his mouth, riding a white horse, all those things were what they initially celebrated. And I can see why, you know, back then that would have been pretty exciting. But about 500 years later, things started changing and morphing. In the Middle Ages, the celebration of Advent began to focus more on his birth, which is what we celebrate today. So Advent can either be a time of hope for the future return of Jesus or a time of celebration for his birth. But it's not just one or the other. It can be both, too. In fact, some churches look forward to the second coming for the first two weeks of Advent, and then they switch and celebrate the birth of Christ for the last two weeks of Advent. Now, I mentioned the, the Advent calendar back there. My, uh, my mother-in-law, my wife's mother, Grammy Rita, as the boys called her, she began, the and my wife began the Advent tradition in our family. And what's, earlier I mentioned that they, they celebrate Advent and they were really into it. And so what Rita did was she came, she had a very artistic side, and she came up with this calendar for our boys that made it a special Christmas tree advent calendar, you know, when our first son came into the world, when Elijah was first born. And it ties together the advent celebration of Jesus with those things little boys might see around them at Christmas time, such as a Christmas tree, candles, uh, little balls, Christmas ornaments, things like that. So as you can see behind me, the calendar shows a Christmas tree with 24 bulbs on it. Under each bulb, is an image that my mother-in-law cut out from Christmas cards she had received, and she paired them with Bible verses that lead up to the birth of our Lord. 
And so those readings are on a piece of paper. And each day of the Advent um, period, we, we take one bulb off and then we read the verses that go with the image. And the sheet has the, has the Bible verses in it and they go in a special felt pocket on the calendar. So here's the reading for the very first day of Advent. It's about the birth of Jesus being foretold. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary, Luke 1.26. And here is the reading for the second day of Advent. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words. You know, who wouldn't be? An angel come pops up in your, in your room. So Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will, be a, he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. It's Luke 1, through 34. Skipping ahead to Christmas Eve, here are the final two verses from Grammy Rita's Advent calendar. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Luke 2, verses 6 through 8. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. <clears throat> Excuse me. Luke 2, 20. Now, reading through these verses helped our boys and us imagine the birth of our Lord as both a physical and a spiritual event. It was a birth of a baby boy that in itself isn't unusual because baby boys are born all the time. Those things happen. But these choirs of angels and the shepherds and all these amazing things that happen indicate that something else was going on here too. That is, the Son of God came to earth and was born as a human infant, God and man in one person. Some Christians have concern about the modern celebration of Christmas because Christmas trees and lights are not really biblical. They didn't have them back in Israel way back in the day. However, Grammy Rita tied together the tradition of a Christmas tree and Christmas candles with Bible verses. Christmas trees and candles weren't really found in the Bible. But plants certainly were, and so were lights. And here's how she connected the tree through Bible verses. Day 22. The Christmas tree is a symbol of Jesus. Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish 
and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. John 15, verses 5 through 8. So through the vines and the, tr- the vines and trees really are different, but they both are plants and they both remain productive when they're connected. The branches must remain on the vine or on the tree. So here's how she con- connected Christmas candles through another Bible verse, day 23. The candle is another symbol of Jesus, which we use all year round, but especially at Christmas. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. John 8, verse 12. The candles give out light, which eventually gives out when the candle burns down. But Jesus shares with us the eternal light of life that does not burn down. So through him, we learn to walk in the light. Now, the first advent, I think we're, I mentioned 500 AD, roughly 1500 years ago. This celebration comes down to us through through the centuries. Those who celebrated originally lived, you know, a long time ago, 500, 1600, a long time ago. Their, their celebration came about as part of their faith. Yet their faith in Christ can best be understood in terms of what they saw every day. The early Christian church began in Jerusalem and then spread out into North Africa and Asia. On a second missionary trip, Paul was called in a dream to come to Greece, to Macedonia. He spread the word and baptized a woman named Lydia in the city of Philippi. And she was the first Christian known to live in what we know as Europe. After centuries of unrest and violence, the Roman Empire collapsed completely in 476 AD. And after the decline and fall of Rome, Europe became the center of the Christian faith. The first celebrations of Advent took place in Europe during the turbulent and difficult period that followed the collapse of the Romans. The lives the early Christians led have few comparisons to our lives here here in Hawaii or wherever we might be. there. Yet there are constants that we can see that we can tie our lives to those of the early Christians. We love our Lord Jesus Christ, so did they. We lift up his name as the name above all names. So did they. And we long for him to come again. So did they. Now finally, we celebrate his birth and the sacrifice he made for us on the cross at Calvary. And they did that too. They celebrated this. For the early Christians, why did the celebration of Advent turn more to the second coming than the birth of Jesus? We don't really know for sure. So we just have to imagine. We have to think about their lives and see why the second coming was so important to them. Now put yourself back in time to a small village, say in Spain or or Germany or England. Life in the village revolved around farming and raising animals. The center of social and religious life in the village was probably a Christian church or monastery. Back then, the people's lives were were short and difficult. Being born in a manger was not all that different from being born in a dirt-floored, thatched hut. The presence of barnyard animals held no particular magic either for them because they were used to it. After all, animals were everywhere for them. 
So the people saw births all the time and they saw that in living color. And no doubt, no doubt, they longed for an end to the mud, the smoke, the soot, the daily difficulty of living. They longed for a better world and a better life. So to them, the Advent tradition was born as faith and hope in the second coming of Christ. And this would be the end they wanted, the end they longed for. This would be the time when they would be united with God. And so it is said, And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. It's Revelations 21, verses 3 and 4. But you can imagine how much this appealed to the early Christians, no matter where they lived. No more death or crying or pain. It appeals to me, too. I'm sure it appeals to you. Even though our lifestyles would amaze the early Christians, we still suffer. We still feel pain. We still mourn those who die. Yet for us, the birth of Christ holds great promise, too. We associate his birth with great joy. So our view of Advent has evolved over time. The first coming. For Advent, we mainly celebrate the birth of our Lord, which was the first coming, if you will. The second coming has not yet happened. The first coming we know did. But many Christians also celebrate the Advent, that is the coming of the second time Jesus comes to earth. And if you celebrate the birth of Christ, it makes sense to also celebrate the day he comes to us again. So I want to share with you uh, words that are associated with Advent and traditional Christian faith. These are hope, faith, joy, and peace. Hope in eternal life with our Lord. Faith that he died for our sins and rose from the grave. Joy in the birth and in our rebirth, being born again as Christians. And peace that we can share all our sorrows, all our troubles with him. And that through him, we will have the peace that surpasses all human understanding. So throughout this season, we can see our Christian faith and traditions come to life. We can look to the birth of the baby Jesus, who came to earth as the image of the invisible God. We can also celebrate the day when he will come again to lead us into eternal life. So in closing, I want to say that I hope this, this helps you understand the meaning and the history and the tradition of Advent and its celebration throughout history by Christians all over the world. And, and maybe you and your family will start a new tradition to celebrate it. Or if you've already been celebrate, <clears throat> celebrating Advent, I hope and pray you will continue. So I wish you happy Advent and Merry Christmas. <music>